I don't know where they're gone. I, 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 yeah. Maybe I don't get out often enough. But yeah, <laughs> I know. It's uh, a sad thing. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Uh, you know. I don't know. I got married. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of got married too, I guess. So. Oh. Oh. Well, that's that, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I didn't know. Thank you. Oh, congratulations to you. Thanks, sir. Um, what What about uh, you were talking uh, the other night about uh, when all of the lockdown, when it all went down, you were like coming back from Mexico, right? Yeah, it was uh, actually uh, it was in February. We went <clears throat> we went to Mexico, and this thing started just way overseas. God knows where. I mean, it's I remember like a, a bird flu. It's never going to get here. We never heard of bird flu in America, did we? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, well, COVID is way there in Asia, you know. So we go on vacation. It was like maybe a half a thought went through our mind if uh, uh, we can't get back. And I think it was February. We were on the way back, and it was like, well, you need to get uh, uh, your COVID test. So the hotel that we were on, we were offering the COVID test. We got it in. We get back home, and my work is telling me, oh, now you got to get 10 days of quarantine. I've got like, okay, my vacation got extended by 10 days because I'm absolutely <laughs> not prepped to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, but you got quarantine. So you had to quarantine once you got back home to, to was it Chicago or, or yeah. Kansas City? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So you had to self-quarantine at home. You didn't get stuck in an airport having to quarantine, did you? No, no, we, uh, we didn't uh, do that. We were um, we were tracking the uh, changes while we were on vacation, and so uh, and the hotel that we were in was really on top of it, very responsive. They they were updating us, and they set up the te uh, COVID testing center. So everything was great. But when we got back with a negative COVID test, we had to quarantine. <laughs> Just because you traveled, because uh, you'd been outside of the country, right? Well, we had a mask in the airport. And, well, you know, bureaucracy and its infinite, infinite wisdom never ceases to amuse us. But, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. They didn't know much about COVID back then, but they apparently studied for uh, 20 years, and it's one of the coronaviruses uh, that is a flu, but nobody knew anything. So back then, quarantine was 10 days. Now it's five, and five is enough, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah. Power of science. Right. No, it's the power of science, and it's, the po it's also, uh, this is another example of how like everything has just been rushed and like pushed through on it you know like I, I mean when decisions are made by by uh by basically by bureaucrats and they decide what we're going to do and then they just like push through information before it's really been you know really been verified or people have really like you know put it through the put it through the finger so, so if you push through information before it's verified what does it call um <laughs> propaganda 
disinformation. Disinformation, yeah. yeah, pretty close, yeah. So, uh, so you know, at least have a decency to have a disclaimer. As far as we know, today, this is with the best information. No, no, no. It's pushed to us. This is a gospel truth. Mm-hmm. You know, pay a donation to the usher. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a church. I mean, science was, oh, but, you know, you're going to get me on time. Science always been a, 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 a critical discipline that w- would uh, question everything. Now science is uh, uh, it's uh, more of a dogmatic, uh, dogmatic discipline where you don't ca- question anything. I kind of like religion. Just no, have a no, belief. It's like a virtue signal. Like people now, they're like, I believe, well, I follow the science. It's like, well, that's like what people used to say with that. Well, I follow Jesus, you know? Right. It's like, it's yeah. just a virtue. It's a, it's a virtue signal. And it's just a statement. Like, don't even fucking talk to me, man, because I know, I know what the truth is. And don't, let's, don't even like question it. Like, don't even argue. Right. And if you uh, argue, you're a heretic. Burn at the cross. Yeah, exactly. It's just absolutely, it's just the, the world we live in now is just absolutely bizarre um, how yes. um, uh, cantankerous it is. I, I, I like that word. What's cantankerous means? I don't know. It just sounded right. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like cankers, <laughs> but it's cantankerous. <laughs> but right. um you know exactly. I mean, the science were, scientists were rebels. Scientists were uh, willing to put their life on the line, and many of them did back uh, on the in the day when they. Well, no, they were always did they put their life on the line. The guys who actually created a, vaccine, a real vaccine, they tested on themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, real vaccine, as if not real vaccine. What is a vaccine? I mean. Do, do we have a scientist uh, in the house uh, who can give us a definition? Well, I, I guess I, I could be the scientist. I had my undergraduate degree in somewhat related to medicine, but uh, your uh, microbiology, right? Uh, medical technology, which okay. is actually was part of microbiology, immunology, virology, parasitology. Uh, uh, oh God, um, epidemiology. So just, 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 it's all was part of the, um, all of the G's that I had to study to become a medical technologist. But, you know, vaccine, yeah, we used to, we had a, a smallpox vaccine and it had one booster. And uh, then you were immune uh, for life. Now vaccine, uh, okay, uh, comes to mind the flu vaccine that you have to get every year. It's so a if we're, it's a flu shot, it, you know, they don't even call it the, the your your annual flu shot. They don't even call that a vaccine, you know. Right. So get your flu shot. It's a shot. So, but now we're talking about the annual vaccine that we're going to be getting, and with a booster and a booster to the booster and that and now europeans are saying that uh uh 
having frequent boosters definitely counterproductive. So, mm-hmm. But if you don't right. get your flu vaccine, well, today in the news, uh, Australians passed a regulation that if you don't have your flu vaccine, you cannot go to the hospital, public or private. So it's kind of like H22. You're sick, but you're not vaccinated. You cannot get to what happened. But if you are vaccinated, then you can go to the hospital that you supposedly don't need to go if you are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you that when we are relying on the government to uh, and and its wisdom to produce some sound policy, <laughs> we ended up with what we are having. You know, I I I was I was discussing this with a with a with a colleague of mine recently about the whole concept of vaccine ID cards, and um, you know I haven't had to show. It's, it's interesting. You you had to show a vaccine ID card to play a show in a club, right? And it's like, right. it, and and you know I was uh, I I I travel for work. I fly for work every once in a while. I spend some time in the airports. And, you know, where we were all worrying about, oh, they're going to start requiring a vaccine, you know, vaccine card in order to in order to fly. And and I was discussing this with a with a, one of my colleagues and he was like, you know, he thinks that, you know, he thought that's just a great idea. An excellent idea. Let's just all those anti-vaxxers. Let's just like ban them from traveling. And and I said, well, what if what if they do that? And then and then they run out of the supplies for your for your booster shot what if there's a supply chain problem with the booster shot and of course he doesn't think you know he didn't think oh that's even pop no that'll never happen even though we're having supply chain shit happening all over the place all in, in, in totally unexpected unexpected areas or supply chain problems it's entirely like feasible what happens then they require a vaccine to 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 fly to travel or trade but then all of a sudden you can't get a vaccine anymore you're immediately in one of these like catch 22 situations like you're just describing is like literally that's like you know what they've like created in a, in Australia now with like with like those regulations and this is the kind of just self you know self contradictory mess that occurs whenever uh governments assume total authority over the minutiae of of uh of 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 human exchange you know they they basically they're taking over markets are completely taking over what what should have been a free market for for healthcare a free market for um you know for for um you know every, everything else that we need it's being taken over and managed and it's immediately it's just immediately creating all of these problems and contradictions which apparently some people don't see <laughs> well let me ask you a different i question well, it's the same question, but let's say that it's not a vaccine uh, that is mandatory. What if it's something else? Remember Logan's Run, THX 1138, mm-hmm. uh, Soil and Green? Mm-hmm. For the greater good, you may sell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eliminate yourself, or, or, or uh, <laughs> soil and green. It's people. I mean, there's. I mean, come. Now you can see how you can come up 
with some idea and get the entire population um, screaming and yelling that you are not a patriot, you are not a humanist, you are killing lives if you don't go along with whatever idea that may be. So now does it make sense what happened in Nazi Germany, in um, in Soviet Union, in um, uh, where was Camarouge? Uh, Cambodia, Cambodia. Uh, Mao Zedong in China. Do you see how easy it is to get people whipped into a frenzy that whoever is not going along with the agenda has to be eliminated? Eliminated from population, eliminated from social life, deprived uh, um, ability to speak. To uh, um, I mean, speaking of which, we we could be shut down any moment now and deplatformed. So be careful where you showing this uh, video. And here we are, Mm -hmm. and we're willingly going along with this. Maybe it's, you know, let, I, I will, let's be a devil advocate. Let's say that this is the greatest thing, this is the right thing to do. But even though it is the right thing to do, what we're giving up in the process is criminal. Mm-hmm. Because today it's uh, your freedom to choose whether or not to live or to die. Uh, from this virus. Mm-hmm. What right to choose are you willing to give up tomorrow? I, do you remember Kevorkian and his whole mission of giving people a, an option to choose to die with dignity? Yep. What happened to that? It got banned. <laughs> In America, that- anyhow. <laughs> Well, that's my point. Uh, uh, If you don't have, most of the people don't have the exposure. I worked in hospital. I worked in the oncology world. I I saw people um, withering away. I I remember this woman uh, when I was in my internship. She had a bone cancer and uh, when I had to take her blood and uh, for, for tests. I was a phlebotomist during my internship, and uh, she had boils in her skin about this big, just because cancer coming through the bones into the skin. And I mean, I was shocked. She was such a strong spirit. She would cheer me up. She sees me uh, like all going like, oh, I feel so sad. And she started making jokes and get my spirits up where I should have been the one who supported her. She was supporting me. And uh, and one thing she was telling me, yeah, I have a dream to live along, uh, long enough for my uh, granddaughter's birthday. I don't know, it was first or third, doesn't matter. And I'm going like, so how, how long is that? Oh, just maybe two months. And I was, that was an epiphany uh, to me at the time of, you know, the human spirit, no matter how things bleak may be, when you have a strong spirit, 
you are enjoying every moment that you have instead of bitching and mourning about things that you don't have. And so I, uh, it's something that I should be uh, more cognizant, cognizant in my life and remember that every moment is precious. This conversation is precious. Yeah. Yeah, no. individual existence is precious. The ability to make a choice, you know, no. about about your existence, and you know, like the the um, the the woman you were just describing, right? So she made a choice. She's she's made a choice about how she's going to take the situation. You know, even mm -hmm. when you're like in the worst, uh, when 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 life is giving you the worst conditions and dealt you the worst possible hand, you still have a personal individual choice about how you're going to react to it, how you're going to take the situation and, 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 and how you're going to roll with it. And, you know, from where I'm coming from, you know, philosophically and, and, and spiritually and everything, it's like that right there is like one of the most fundamental important things about existence is that, is that you exist as an individual, and your individual, your individuality is is uh, qualified by the fact that you can make choices about things, uh, things, right? Like uh, the concept of free will is validated by your ability to make decisions about even the most simple, uh, even the most simple things. And when we throw that out the window, um, the only the only alternative to that is 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 collectivism. Right. At which is, I, I think, kind of where we're like moving in right now, like the whole concept of, you know, if I think that I should be able to decide if I wear a mask. Well, the collectivist response to that is, well, it, that's not good for everybody. You might be hurting other you could be hurting other people. And that's the justification for a lot of these policies right now. But I mean, I would still come back and say, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. No, the individual. Um, freedom is more is still more important. You know, this is the same. Uh, do you smoke? Not anymore. Not anymore. I used so to. Me, yeah, me too. I used to smoke. I used to be a big smoker. You know, back in the, when we first met. You know, I was I was smoking yeah. and and everything. And I remember when when the anti smoking thing like came out, right? Right. It was right, like right. gradually. It's like you know certain. Well, New York City and San Francisco, they ban smoking. Where do they ban it? Well, in the bars and the clubs. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's First of all, those are the same people that got destroyed with COVID. I'm just going to point that out. It's the first social right. institutions that got destroyed um, as, as during smoking. And what people used to say is like, well, who cares? If I want to smoke, it's my decision if it's like not good for me, right? It's like, oh, no, no, no. It's not your decision because there's secondhand smoke. You're killing people. You're a child killer if you like smoke that cigarette. And once they got that narrative, that, that idea was out there, it was like bang, 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 it happened everywhere. And now the whole world is like that. And the reason yep. was collectivism. Still, there's no reason in the world why a, a private establishment, it's their, their private property, right? They bought that, that land, put up a bar, <coughs> I wanna have bands play there, whatever band I want to play there and people can smoke and you just have a sign out front. This is a smoking establishment. Why couldn't they do that? You know, um, certainly they could have, but collectivism won. 
Um, and but, but, I, you know, I don't smoke anymore. I'm over it. I don't smoke anymore. So I don't really give a shit anymore, but I just like to point out, you know, the same thing has happened before and I'm just, oh, just yeah. pulling one example, but there's probably a billion examples where some ridiculous, just nonsensical change, which push, push through in society, which benefits some people. I mean, there's, a, there's like an elite of uh, big pharma and people who work in government that are benefiting really a lot from all of this COVID stuff at the expense of the people who used to own bars and restaurants and uh, all those other, you know, um, deplorable, uh, deplorable pursuits, you know, wicked, wicked pursuits. Yeah, but smoking pot is okay now. <laughs> right, but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, if you look at this collectivism thing, it's, uh, yeah, you get a uh, the collectivism survives on champions creating, uh, you know, I'm not going to qualify out of what, uh, whatever, uh, champions go like, wiggling their finger, no, 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 can you see my finger? There you go. But if you look at it, every instance of a collectivism, it's hijacked by a group of people with a self-serving agenda. So basically, all of the Karens actually working for somebody else without getting paid. They, they, uh, but they're not pawns, they are activists. Mm. So, uh, what can I tell you? <laughs> I can tell you a lot. It's already been an hour with uh, us, you know, stirring this pot. No, that's a good point. And I wanted to ask you about uh, the tape. Oh. The tape, you said, I, know I gotta the tape. grab it. I know the tape you're talking about. Right. So you sent me this tape. If I hold that up there. Yeah. This is the first Morphine Angel, or maybe the second Morphine Angel demo cassette, which Morphine Angel was uh, my first band, like back in the 90s. And you somehow found this somewhere and sent it to me recently. Tell us where on earth you found this. I didn't know these even existed anywhere on earth anymore. Well, uh, that's an interesting story. So my brother is 13 years younger than me. And um, when the, he was growing up and I already moved out, I think I moved to California and that thing. He, uh, he was a big skater. He was, you know, um, Get, got a board, you know, bro broken wrists, you know, how the skaters do, you know. And uh, there there was a skate shop about a block or so from our house, and he would go there and pick up the tapes, and he knew that I was back um, then into goth music and all of that stuff, and he picked up uh, this tape, and he was telling me that he got this Morphine Angel, it's their fucking rock, fortunately all, uh, uh, all he could find. And um, I think uh, in Kansas City at that time, a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff came from Chicago. So I think uh, I'm just guessing that that's where the state came from. But then on one of the trips home, I uh, um, he showed me the state. I listened to it. I thought the name was phenomenal. Name is like Morphin Angel is like Nightshade. You know, it, it, it's like two contradiction in terms yeah. but i was i was kind of getting it 
because there are so many people at that time. And I think now, I think it's human nature. When you get depressed and you see the oppressing reality surrounding you, you're looking for some way to uh, alter reality and find yourself or build a world in which you can, if not live, tolerate. And from that respect, I just thought that the name was phenomenal. It was just great. And then I was listening to that and I go like, this shit is like, it's, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, your shit was always awesome. This, I mean, I'm surprised that Don't Worry in the Angel is not as no, as well known as Fields uh, of Network or the Bar House or, you know, this was that kind of um, stuff. Why, why wax drugs didn't pick you up uh, back then? Man. I mean, you definitely should. I I thought that the, uh, you should have been on the on the, on the on those labels and um so years later i came back and uh my uh my well now my during the COVID, my family my parents getting old they need some help so i got here and i was digging through the basement cleaning clearing the you know junk they accumulated that nobody uses and i go like and i found this tape and i go like they have a car with a tape player. I listened to that. It sounded just as great. And I got like, I know the guy who would uh, who would like to see this tape. So I <laughs> I sent it to him. But I, awesome. I, I, I wanna appreciate that. I, I wanna for you to promise me that uh, one of these days you created digital copies of these songs and put them like on the bandcamp so I can download them and put them in my rotation. It's on my list. I'm going to do something, man. Um, you know, I think I told you, like, like, you know, like it says in the in the KLF manual, all bands end in bitterness. And Morphine Angel is no exception to that rule. So I, I haven't talked to any of the other guys uh, in, 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 in many years, but um, I, I would love to get something like that out there again. It is a historical thing. I appreciate everything you said. You know, you got it right on the money. Oh, no, yeah, Bauhaus and Fields and Nephilim, that's what we were going for. And we also definitely thought Wax Track should have signed us or uh, or uh, Cleopatra. Cleopatra was like the big uh, big goth label, you know, um, at the time. But it's also getting this, this, yeah. this tape back is such a, um, like, what a small world it is. Because I met you originally only because I was with, uh, I was like playing with Red Flag at the time right right we played in chicago you came out mm -hmm. there we we talked there and then i just stayed in touch ever since then and it's like just because of like you know one thing that happened you know it like connects you with like a, a much bigger world and that's really one of the things that i always loved and still love about doing music is the way it, the 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 way it connects you with other artists and visionaries and and makes your world a much bigger and better sounding place and and see this is what kind of pisses me off because i'm selfish um that for the past two or more uh, so years i was not able to enjoy these kind of connections making these kind of connections and seeing these kind of people uh connections and uh, i feel that my because I'm full admitted, because of my selfishness, 
I miss these kind of interactions and uh, uh, these influences that actually I think makes me better. And if I'm better, maybe I can do something that would make small of us better. Maybe I influence somebody too. And I, I, I think this that's what we've been robbed of because of fear of unknown or death. And sometimes, you know, give me a liberty or give me death. I, I, I'm not so sure that this is such an empty words. Uh, people, uh, people telling me, but it's so dangerous, you're gonna die. Yes, I die. I can die every day and leave my house, but is it gonna stop me from living my life? No, man. I mean, that's very, very well said. Very well said. Um, and I agree 100%. I can't. I, I, I can't top that. You just, you, you, you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, thanks. I was going like, okay, this is a huge pause. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> no, you broke anyway, it away. But, but it's true. Look at the statistics. How many people down highways in the United States? How many people lie down highways in every, every in the world? I think it's somewhere around three million. So uh, statistics that I see of COVID, it's like it's child's play. Oh yeah, I mean that's another thing. <laughs> that's the other thing about COVID that we didn't get into is that it, what it's still it's like a ninety-nine percent survival rate. Or ninety-eight percent, something still like very good, very good. I I think it's higher than that, and that's for unvaccinated. If you are vaccinated, it's ninety-nine point nine something percent survival, right. uh, and it's even it it's even not having any um, any any uh, adverse reaction, and it's if you are vaccinated and you got COVID. Which blow, uh, blows out of the water entire premise of, oh, somebody who is unvaccinated killing somebody who is vaccinated. But you are vaccinated. So why are you afraid of somebody who is unvaccinated? You should be cold. You got vaccinated to protect yourself from COVID. So what are you afraid of? You have a better chances to get, you know, into car accident or. I don't know. Yeah. Then get into the fist fight <laughs> in the grocery store for a package of toilet paper. Yeah. No, then, it is. Uh, it's and it, it it's the fear. It's like the. Uh, have you ever seen that movie, The Boy in the Bubble? Yeah. So like from the seventies. It was a made-for-TV yeah. movie with John Travolta. The kid grows up like in a in, a, in a, a plastic thing. And it's like, you can't go outside because you'll die probably. But by the time he's like, a, he's like older and he spent his whole life in it, he realizes, well, there's a chance I'll be okay. They don't really know for sure. They just don't want to put me out there. So the end of the movie is like, he finally leaves the bubble and he goes outside and he breathes the air and, and he's fine. And I don't know why I keep thinking of this movie these days because of this fear that everyone has. There's so many people we're just they're just terrified. They're they really are afraid 
that they're going to get this disease and, and, and they're going to die. And I'm not going to tell them otherwise because everyone has to make their own decision. But I just have this image of like, you know, at some point we're going to walk out. It's like walking out of the cave, like into the light and realizing there's not actually anything to be afraid of, you know. It's like in medieval times when they told everyone had everyone in the world was convinced, oh, no, there's demons like floating around and they're going to make you sick or, and they're going to lead you to temptation. And people were literally afraid of like all of the demons that are like floating around in the air until eventually somehow people like walked out of the darkness, you know, of this of this ideology and saw there's not actually anything to be afraid of. Well, there's other things to be afraid of, but not <laughs> not fictitious things floating around in the air. Actually, I'll post uh, something uh, something opposite uh, is that us being isolated, isolating ourselves actually make us more susceptible to illnesses because we are not challenging our immune system by being outside with all uh, these um, agent antigens uh, hitting our immune system and making it stronger and able, yeah. um, get, being active to fight all of the infections and so forth. Well, you're, For also example, not, you're also not getting uh, vitamin D. If, if you're not going outside, you're not getting vitamin D from the from the sun, which right. is also another vital thing. Right, which is supposed to be good for preventing COVID. But I, I tell you, uh, when I was working working in the lab for uh, almost 10 years, uh, around all of the specimens with sick people, all of the viruses, all the stuff, I hadn't had flu one time. I never been, I was sick. Mm -hmm. my and my I, I my immune system was responding to all of these antigens and um, my serological test you, you, if you do serological tests for people who are working in laboratories that you will see that their antibody level extremely high because they are constantly being challenged so us right now living in the bubble actually makes weak we we actually you know that bubble boy could have been a perfectly healthy individual but he could walk outside and actually uh, succumb to common cold like that uh what was that movie um day after not not uh day after what was that movie where aliens came here with those walkers and they died from common cold oh world the day that's world of worlds so the day that earls to still uh yeah I mean, we actually can die like those aliens because we are not challenging ourselves. We're washing our hands with these alcohol sanitizers uh, instead of like, you know, letting our kids eating mud pipes. Right. <laughs> no, nope, you're absolutely right. Well, good, man. So um, any uh, any final words? Uh, support your local artists, go on Batcamp, buy, buy, uh, buy our albums and hit me up for merch. <laughs> yeah, or better definitely. yet, better yet, set up some shows. I'd love to go and play. I'll bring, bring the merch. <laughs> yeah, no, we got to get you to come down here in Houston and play. I think, uh, I think you'd have a good time. I'd love to do that. I, I always dream to uh, get Texas, uh, Houston. Uh, Dallas circuit, and uh, it never had this chance. And uh, I mean, uh, we just like uh, what is it, cabin fever? 
we have uh, we have a cabin fever and we just need to get out. I miss you to get out every day. From yep. house arrest. Yeah, no, I hear you. And Texas is a great place. And it was Morphine Angel. We, we talk about Morphine Angel. It was a Morphine Angel tour through Texas that ended up leading to the leading to the chain of events, which uh, made me move down here from uh, from up in your neighborhood, up in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful place. We love to have you down here. Uh, I mean, as you said earlier, life is a wonderful, strange, and predictable thing. And uh, because it's cascading, you know, what is a butterfly effect? Uh, that uh, uh, wings of a butterfly beating in one side of the world can, through a chain of events, cause a, a tornado, tempest, tsunami in the other. So things like you and I meeting. God knows how many years ago, leading to this moment right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I want all of uh, my listeners, you go check out Biocarbon 13 and the new album Nightshade and all the other albums that they got there. It's on It's on Spotify. It's on, it's on Spotify, Bandcamp, all of your favorite and least favorite uh, digital distribution platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, whatever you enjoy, it's stream it, enjoy it, critique it. Tell me how much you like it or hate it. I, I, I enjoy hearing everything, all of it from you. Awesome. All right, Igor. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by, and we'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you later. Be safe. Later. Bye.